With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Throws it out, saved by Herb. Herb Euros in, he got fouled by Lively. Is Herb Jones, I mean, where isn't he, J.D.? Because he just saved a disaster. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast, I am Joe Cardosi, joined by the starry-eyed Jim Eichenhofer. Uh, Jim, you know I, I'm I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, the Pelicans have uh, have righted the ship. We got a great guest today, and Nola.com's Christian Clark. Uh, you're here in studio. Uh, he's going to be coming here in studio. I'm walking on sunshine. This is a big day, Joe. This is a big weekend for the Pelicans. I mean. We've got game three of the in-season tournament for New Orleans. Um, There's some important ramifications around that. Um, There's people that have started to push back on me laying out the uh, scenarios, but that's okay. It's still important for the regular season. I do want to not lose sight of the fact, obviously, that, you know, the Pelicans are five and six. They need this win for regular season record in terms of placing in the Western Conference. They're eighth right now in the standings. I don't want to delve too much into that because people will be mad at me for that as well. <laughs> yeah, they're always but, trying to come at you sideways, <laughs> man. But yeah, no, it's this is a this is going to be a, a big weekend with uh, two of the better teams in the Western Conference coming in, starting with Denver tonight. And uh, starting with Denver tonight, I don't want to call it his team, although I'm going to do it a billion times. <laughs> uh, Christian Clark, of course, is from yes. the Denver area, so we had to get some some insider intel on that team. Uh, because not, not not a lot of people may be familiar with this player. Uh, Nikola Jokic apparently plays for their team. Uh, apparently, he is a good basketball player, Jim. That's in my notes. Yes, he's got a couple MVPs, and I think probably even more important to him, he won the MVP. NBA Finals MVP yes. in June, and yeah. Nuggets won their first championship ever. So, yeah, we wanted to have Christian Clark on because he covered them for a few seasons as a beat writer uh, out in Denver for a newspaper. I was He was perfect to have on and, and perfect for this uh, important occasion of the next stage of the in-season yes. tournament. It is an important occasion when uh, Christian Clark is here. Uh, I'm just messing with him, uh, but uh, but we're so happy to have him. Uh, the Nuggets, of course, are going to be uh, without Jamal Murray. Uh, we'll take any little advantage we have, as we are, of course, still without uh, plenty of our starting lineup. Um, the injury report, still not a lot of fun to look at if you're a Pelicans fan, but it's the small things that matter, Jim. Uh, there are certain players going from out to doubtful. Uh, may not seem like a big thing, but it's big news if you're if you're watching this Pelicans uh, squad. Yes, Jose Alvarado went, has been listed as out for you know the whole season so far, but in the injury report that was was released on Thursday, his status was changed to doubtful. So we don't know whether he's going to be able to play Friday's game. But 
the hope is that if, if he doesn't play, you know, on Saturday when the injury report comes out, maybe he that's changed to questionable or probable, and he yeah. gets even closer to being able to be on the floor. So yeah, um, definitely a good sign because you know when players are when there's no chance they're going to play, they they're listed as out, and then when they start to make a little more more progress and get a little closer to playing, yeah, you'll start to evolution. see those those statuses change. Yep. Yeah, and one guy that's been uh, crucial, I guess, in this stretch with. The Pelican shorthanded Matt Ryan, who's who's been a sort of a fan favorite since he stepped in, started making some shots. Uh, you got to speak with him in the in the media scrum, and he had some fun stuff to say. Yeah, you know, a lot of times we have a very busy schedule around here, so we can't really use shoot around clips in the podcast because you know we just there's a lot of moving pieces, there's a lot of things that we have to Don't get give done. Away any insider information, right? Exactly. So this was nice that we we're able to use um, Matt Ryan's interview from right after shoot around. And in this clip, he he starts out talking about the in-season tournament. I, I you'll hear my voice. I started to ask about yes. you know their comprehension of the of the in-season tournament and the way it works. And he definitely quickly disp- dispelled any notion I might have about them not understanding it. You, you mentioned that part of why the game Tuesday was important because it's part of the tournament. Obviously yeah. tonight is as well. Yeah. How aware are you guys of like? know what you need to do to advance or like some of the scenarios maybe of winning yeah i I think we're all aware of how it works it's very simple it's not very difficult at all Uh, i know some guys said they don't know what's going on but it's really not difficult at all um we all know what's at stake uh we treated tuesday like a playoff game and uh, we're going to treat tonight the same you got you got a special uniforms you got special court you know the you see around the league the intensity is going up so no, that's just going to continue. What did you think of the court, of, like, like playing out on that for the first time? I liked it. Um, you know, it gave us a little spark, I think. I mean, playing on a unique court, we were wearing the black uniforms. I think we felt a little tougher. I don't know. But uh, I felt like we were flying around out there. I felt like I was flying around out there on the purple court. Uh, I can't wait for tonight. Hey, look, Matt Ryan's a smart guy. I'm a dummy. I guess I'm just a dummy. He can't imagine how people can't understand it. It is unfathomable, the things I can't understand. You'd be amazed by the things I can't understand, Jim. Uh, yes. But, but yeah, it, it, there's still a lot of people struggling with it. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. Well, with that said, Joe, basically the Pelicans need to win their last two games. It's almost impossible if they lose either tonight or next Friday against the Clippers for them to advance in the in-season tournament. They need to win the two games, and they need Houston to lose at least twice in the three games that the Rockets have left. It's that simple, Joe. Okay, I get to uh, root against other people and root for the Pel. Sounds simple enough. Okay. That, that sounds good. Yeah, that's what I usually do anyway, so yeah, nothing, that's what, nothing that's different. I'll be screaming at the TV regardless, so I guess Matt Ryan was correct. It isn't that hard. So excited to get to him. Can't wait to prod him about his Denver Nuggets uh, and his New Orleans Pelicans. He covers New Orleans Pelicans for NOLA.com. Uh, we like to have fun with him. Let's get Mr. Christian Clark into the studio right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. 
Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, uh, you know him, you love him, as do we. Christian Clark of NOLA.com. Uh, always with spicy takes, spicy observations. Christian, how you doing? It is great to be in the Cardozi cave here. You've yeah. got you got old IDs on the wall. I know. You've got uh, like a Rajon Rondo bobblehead. A lot of incriminating evidence about my past on this wall. <laughs> so I only let uh, the trusted uh, folks in here. But but man, you've seen a lot. Uh, you were uh, you you've seen the Pelicans sort of facing a tough stretch here. Me and Jim were joking about how where's the easy stretch? Like where's the where's the cupcake game? are none so i guess you're really going to find out about the metal of this team early uh mixed results in the beginning but it feels like it re- really took a turn recently against your nuggets so. yeah i mean i mean oh my nuggets my yeah, nuggets. <laughs> yeah I, didn't, I didn't mean to throw it out there like that but i know you're wearing the the nuggets jersey and, <laughs> you know he was i just know it hurts a little bit i, 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 I do it. have a Jokic jersey under this white shirt okay okay <laughs> you you sleep in it and stuff you have like a Jokic onesie <laughs> you know we did we did actually specifically target you for this episode because of your background as a former nuggets beat writer um i've had some discussions about you um related to Denver over the last few years since you've been here. I guess we could kind of start with that. I mean, you know, clearly they were a team that was kind of under the radar as far as nationally and even across the NBA, and then they win the championship um, last summer. What was, your, what was your reaction to them winning the title, having covered them, and just kind of the uh, progression that they've made to that point where they're the best team in the league now? Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. I mean, when I when I started covering the team on a day in and day out basis, Nicole Jokic was backing up Yusuf Nurkic. I mean, that's crazy. that was how yeah. far we came. Yes, <laughs> I mean, they kind of yeah, you know, made some strides. Yeah, Jokic was backing him up, and then they tried playing those two guys together, and then it was like clear in I think the middle of December that year, it was like yeah, Jokic is probably just the best player in the team. And they kind of reoriented things around him, and I mean, even even Jokic's personal development. I mean, like he was you know, always talented, but, um, I mean, I, I think he's even said, he's like, I didn't, I didn't think I would be in the NBA. Like, I don't even think he expected to be in the NBA, let alone, I like, think even if you player. saw him now, you wouldn't think that guy's in the NBA. Right. Like I right. kind of have Jokic bod, but yeah. it just shows you how like amazingly talented he is that he's not a physical specimen. He still does what he does. It, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, he doesn't look like he should be that good and <laughs> yeah. he's like just utterly dominant. I mean, Look, man, he, he. I think he said he drank his last Coca Cola on the on the plane ride from Serbia to the United States. Uh, 
That hmm. helps, you know. Can't yeah. imagine kicking kicking like. the sauce there, and by sauce I mean like uh, you know very sugary water. I gotta have my bubbles. <laughs> I gotta have my bubbles. I'm sorry, but you know, underestimate it at your peril. That's what I learned about Jim. Every day I come in, <laughs> my office is clear, and uh, I turn the light on, and he dunks on me. And then I know the day has begun. So yeah, people don't know Jim as a 42 inch vertical. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's amazing. I would need more than that to dunk, but that's that's I I'll take the 42 inch vertical. Um. You know, one of the things that I've ranted about even on this show recently is kind of the reaction to Denver winning the championship from an NBA media standpoint. Um, what's been your, what was your kind of perspective opinion on kind of the way that people, and when I say the way people reacted, I mean, I felt like in general, there was a lot of like, okay, cool that you guys won a championship, but like, you know, you lost a couple guys in the off season and all these other teams that are, get more attention generally are, have surpassed you or, or you know, are, are the favorites now. I mean, wh- and obviously the way the beginning of the season has gone, that hasn't, that take hasn't aged very well, but I mean, wh- what did, what did you think of just the way kind of people reacted across the, the NBA to the, what, them winning the title? Oh man. The, like, I think they got, I think they got a fair amount of credit for, for winning. I mean, mm-hmm. I think like the one thing um, that really stood out to me was how much uh, they were ignored by like certain segments of ESPN specifically. Like I think a lot of the TNT guys got it right. Like Barkley and Shaq, they, they knew exactly what they were looking at mm-hmm. before the Nuggets won the title. But like it was really kind of the other major television partner that I don't think they really like understood how good Jokic was or that they were kind of a, a serious team. Like mm-hmm. I think Lisa Salters said during the Western Conference Finals, like she basically said like, did an interview and was like, Oh yeah, I didn't understand how good this guy was. It's like he won two MVPs. <laughs> it's like, what does it take? I mean, it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not great when it's like the uh, television um, sideline reporters is, is saying stuff like that. But I think for the most part, people yeah. get it now. I mean, I saw like Kendrick Perkins did his top five offensive players in the NBA, and Jokic was like three. It was like, okay, <laughs> I mean, but it's also just like you know, it's Kendrick Perkins. Like he's just gonna like, yeah, say he's stuff got takes to get engagement. He's right, got some right. hot takes. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I wasn't gonna bring this up, but um, and I don't want to kill him too much because yeah. he's, he's a Syracuse graduate. Yeah. But Dave McMenamin on one of the podcasts literally said earlier in the playoffs when they were talking about the Lakers path to potentially winning a championship, he was like, they're going to lose in the Western conference finals to Denver, to Denver. Are you serious? He, and obviously he got killed for that after the fact, but not only did they lose to Denver, but they got swept. So uh, to your point, it was, it was a strange, like almost defiance from ESPN in terms of Denver being a good team and, or a team that could compete for a championship. There was like so much skepticism. It was like until the buzzer, I think with like five seconds left in game five, when Miami was still down by however much it was like, I I feel like there's people at ESPN that were like, Denver's still not going to win a championship under my watch. (laughs) And then they finally did. And it was like, Oh, uh, Let's see if we can scrub everything that we said for the last like six months. Right. So, yeah, I mean, market bias is a thing that a lot of people can use to whine if they mm-hmm. are in a smaller market. And uh, sometimes it can seem like whining, but I feel like at least you understand where a lot of New Orleans fans uh, are coming from and what they aspire to be. Like the Denver Nuggets are not like a big market team. They got a lot of glitz and glamour until they like had to, you know, by mm-hmm. winning so much. New Orleans doesn't get a lot of national credit. Uh, we are a smaller market. I feel like we're stacked talent wise. It's just making that next step that Denver did. Y'all are sort of what we aspire to be. Uh, as we? This, oh yeah. my, dude, I've lived in New Orleans for four years. <laughs> no, yeah, you know what? You're still y'all. Still y'all for a minute. I don't know why he's trying to attach you so <laughs> directly with us. the Nuggets in Denver. But, <laughs> no. I, 
But I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna dig even further on that road. Dig. And I wanted to bring up the Lakers Denver feud with you as well. I mean, partly because you know it's just fun to talk about. And um, but w- what's been uh, some of your observations or takeaways from kind of the the war of words between those two teams and how that's gone over the last few months? I, I think the Nuggets players have not really poured any gasoline on the fire, and they they kind of reject that. Like they don't mm-hmm. want that because they know if this gets escalated, like this is just going to be harder for us. Like we're we're really (laughs) the ones that are going to have to deal with like LeBron and AD playing a lot harder. It's almost come from Michael Malone who has poured a little bit of gasoline on the fire. And then weirdly it's come from uh, a guy who I like, but uh, he's like a popular broadcaster in Denver, Vic Lombardi. He's kind of talking a lot of trash (laughs) at the, uh, the Nuggets championship parade. I think he called the Nuggets. No, he called Michael Malone, the Lakers daddy. Mm -hmm. It almost seemed like LeBron was like, reacting to a Nuggets broadcaster, like yeah. his comments, yeah. and, and and a little bit from Michael Malone, but like he's not reacting to anything the Nuggets player said. Well, speaking of reacting to broadcasters, I got to say, you have one of the most unique seating positions uh, in, <laughs> in the NBA. You sit right next to Graf and Jim. It's almost like the yin and yang. Uh, <laughs> you're somehow the buffer. You're that small line between... It- how do you deal with it, man? How do you stay sane between that, like the the constant storm that is Graf, and the and the Zen that is Jimothy here? Well, I, I wear a helmet for sure in case <laughs> yeah. like Graf throws a water bottle or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. No, man. Honestly, I love it. I'm a I'm a huge Graf fan. I I like the passion. Yeah. Uh, I really do. It's like this is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to care. Like I reminds you, you should I really feel something. It. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like sports is at the end of the day a game. As seriously and as analytically as we can look at it, as many numbers we try to crunch. At the end, it's supposed to make us go yay, and that sort of graph reminds you of that. Also, it can make you want to throw yourself off a cliff, which graph also <laughs> reminds you of uh, every now and then when things are looking bleak. Uh, but luckily, uh, the Pelicans were able to win that one handily. He was able to wipe the sweat from his brow. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about Jordan Hawkins' play of late, uh, rightfully so. It seems like he is just improving and and in the company of a lot of historical players right now. And, uh, you know, we don't want to put too much on the kid's shoulders, but it seems we have needed every point he scored. Uh, he's, he, he doesn't lack for confidence. He said he's going to jack him up. He has. We, I think a lot of Pelicans fans were waiting for that drop-off, like, oh, no, it's going to – but it hasn't. He's been just crucial in these games. What do you think about the kid and how crucial he's going to be to this this team that needs some floor spacing, especially with Trey Murphy out for a little bit? Yeah, he's he's been incredible. Um, I I liked the pick at the time. I wasn't too concerned about like the summer league stuff, but I think even coming into this year, like no, almost no rookies are like just positive contributors from day one. Like yeah, it, yeah. it just it just takes a while. Like there's almost no rookies. So whenever one kind of pops immediately, I am like, oh, this is a pleasant surprise because it just mm-hmm. never happens, and yeah, that's what's happened. Um. I mean, he just hasn't looked scared at all. I think that's been the main thing. It's like, it looks like he's still at UConn, basically. And I think it had helped him that, you know, the Pelicans have Zion and Brandon and CJ and other guys (laughs) whose defenses are kind of keyed in on. Um, And, you know, it's freed him up a little bit. But, you know, like, I think the thing that's probably been most impressive to me is uh, the willingness to take, like, contested threes and make them, too. Is like, he's not even worried if guys are, like, all... You know, yeah. 
like draped on him, he's still he's still gonna like rise up and make it, and and that's been really impressive for a guy who's like twenty one. Yeah, I mean, he still looks like a kid to me. It also speaks to how old I am, but I'm like, he looks like a child <laughs> out there still. He still hasn't developed. And 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 to your point, it's easy to say I'm gonna keep jacking him up, but he you don't see that fear in his eyes. You don't see that hesitation, that twitch when he's taking the shot. It, the the defender might as well not be there. And to see that that early, to see that confidence this early, uh, I think a lot of Pelicans fans are excited for a reason. I know, Jim, uh, you were basically dancing, doing uh, cartwheels every three days, so you were exhausted. (laughs) I mean, I'm happy to see the way that the Pelicans have gotten so much out of the draft over the last few years. I mean, 14th pick in the draft. I've seen some stats already this year where I feel like it's only Wembenyama and Chet Holmgren ahead of him, maybe in like points per game yeah. and a couple of, of the other key stats, maybe minutes. I mean, there aren't many guys ahead of him among the rookies in a lot of the different things you can measure. And the ones that are are like number one overall, number two picks. So that's a great thing for sure. You know, Christian, um, I'm sure all of us could say this who covered the team in some form that we've spent so much time over the last few years talking about like, okay, they get these guys back in place and the team is going to be able to do X, Y, Z. They're starting to make progress in that, in that direction. Obviously Najee has been back for two games and Herb Jones just came back from an injury um, in the game on Tuesday. But I mean, as far as Herb, one of the things that the players have talked about and, and Zion, I think specifically has mentioned how he's improved as a defensive player. I mean, what have you seen so far from Herb this season in the in the stretches that he's been on the court that make you think, you know, maybe he's taken his game to another level? I mean, I think that was it's been a good observation from Zion. He's basically said a couple times, I didn't think this guy could get better at defense and, and somehow he has gotten better at defense. Um I think the the all defensive team for Herb is finally coming this year. <laughs> yeah. I think um, you know, James Borrego said after the last game, he feels like Herb should be in the defensive player of the year discussion. Um, if he mm-hmm. keeps it up, I mean, I, I don't see why not. Um, but Herb is just such a, a smart player. I mean, he's he's got like a perfect body to be a disruptive de- defensive player. And he's like a freaking genius about just being yeah. able to anticipate. I mean, I think, uh, you know, he mentioned one time he, he played football growing up to his defensive back. Like, I bet I would love to see that film. I bet he's a guy who's like getting a lot a of in- interceptions. Yeah, yeah just yeah. a lengthy nightmare guy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's there is a there's coaching in Herb's future. The moment uh, he retires, just because the way he diagnoses the game. Yeah, I mean, I want to see the film from Herb Island, if that's what they called it in <laughs> high school, like Revis Island. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like there's so many different variables and so many X factors that it's kind of hard to assess. So far, the Pelicans in the West. But, I mean, when you look at what's happened so far in the Western Conference, I feel like there's been a few teams that have done better than expected. There's a few teams that maybe started off well and maybe aren't going to be as competitive as, as would have, would have been, what would have been their best-case scenario. Um, when, I'm going to ask you an impossible question, but, Do it. I mean, when, when you look at the Pelicans at full strength, I mean, where, I know we're a ways away from that, but where do you see them in terms of the, the West as far as their potential this, this season? Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a big believer in Denver. I know Joe has uh has, has let you guys know about that already. Uh, <laughs> Not yeah, just think, a believer, yeah, Joe. a member. I'm just trying to make people. T- I'm trying to add some drama to the podcast. <laughs> I know you cover the team, and yeah, I'm just, a big believer in Minnesota too. Um, I think those teams will be like two of the top four. Uh, Dallas has looked good so far, but I I mean, honestly, I I still think like if 
if things go right for the Pelicans, like they could be a top four team in the mm-hmm. West. Like I, I really do think if, if things break right and they get some things figured out, like there's no reason why this can't be like the fourth team in the West. Yeah, I, I think this is the season that Pelicans fans want to see those ifs and coulds disappear and just be. Uh, we, we have the pieces. We just got to get healthy. I think with this slide and being able to get right against some good teams gives, you know, the Pelicans heart to be able to, you know, come into this shorthanded and, and, you know, sort of right the ship, uh, seeing Herb Jones, not only blossom defensively, but offensively, uh, seeing Hawk continue. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun season regardless, always a fun season when Christian Clark is covering the team along with Jim Eichenhofer. Thanks for coming to the studio, joining, uh, old Jim, you're two shining faces here. It's just, it just makes my whole weekend now. I'm, I'm ready to go. Dude, I hope to spend a lot more time in the Cardosi cave. Yes, let's I love do it. I love the new name that he's christened this place. <laughs> yep. That's the first time I've heard anyone call it the Cardosi cave. Yep. And by the way, too, before we go, before the record, Joe and I are both wearing Pelicans shirts right now. Mm-hmm. Christian is not wearing a Nuggets shirt, so just wanted to set the record straight. No, no, but he's got his Nuggets chest tattoo covered by a normal <laughs> shirt. So, but I do have a Pelican speedo on. Too. <laughs> yes, yes, it evens out. It all evens out. Oh, man, always a delight to have Christian Clark here in person. I may or may not have had him sign some of the memorabilia here. Uh, Just like, you know, all of the famous people that come through here. Got to get Christian Clark's stamp in the uh, Cardosi cave, apparently. Mm. Never thought of it as uh, that. I think when we put up a sign that officially christens this place as the Cardosi cave, (laughs) that's when you should get his autograph and have him sign that because he was the one that coined the term. So of all the stuff that he's signed, I think that's the one that's the most important. And it absolutely has to be bedazzled. It just has to be. Uh, Christian Clark coined it. Uh, It cannot be not shiny. Uh, Thanks for being a good sport there, Christian Clark. And uh, man, we are back at it tonight, Jimothy. The grind doesn't stop. Are you ready? I'm ready, and I'm also ready for Saturday's game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. We really haven't talked about Saturday's game yet, but obviously that game will be played again before we record on Monday. Um, You know, I'm looking forward to this game. Unfortunately, it's similar for New Orleans to what it was the first time they played the Timberwolves. I was a little disappointed that based on the fact that the Pelicans don't have nearly the entire roster on the court for that game – I looked at Minnesota as one of the teams that was kind of a measuring stick for New Orleans, somebody that this year you would maybe look at and say, okay, this is a team that we need to finish ahead of in the standings, a team that might be comparable to you record-wise. And obviously um, tonight is also – or Saturday is not going to be the case either where we're going to be able to see, okay, both teams have the vast majority of their main guys on the court, which team is better, who wins this game. So that was part of it, but, you know, it's just something that we have to deal with. You know – little quick, interesting tidbit about Minnesota for yeah, this game bit. on Saturday. So the Timberwolves played their most recent game at Phoenix on Wednesday. They traveled here to New Orleans either, I'm not sure if it was after the game Wednesday night or maybe Thursday morning. So either way, they've been here forever. Yeah. And I actually have a friend who works in the Nuggets organization that I will, Inside that will re- remain nameless. And I asked last night if he was going to be around to uh, – go out to dinner and he said no because he already made plans with somebody from the Timberwolves so the the Denver so Denver and Minnesota are apparently plotting together and making you know strategizing both both playing the Pelicans this weekend Friday and Saturday so the Timberwolves have been here forever but I'm sure from their standpoint 
living in Minneapolis, and this is no slight to the city of Minneapolis, but when you look, when the schedule comes out and you see that you have like basically three consecutive days in New Orleans in November, you're doing backflips. We get so, to eat something other than chili. Yeah, they're enjoying themselves. Let's hope that because they are embedded here, enjoying the fine fruits of New Orleans that we so love. That's why we live here. That they come out slow, hungover, and fat. That's what I'm gonna hope for. That Jim. sounds like a good game plan to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We want them to enjoy the city as much as they possibly can before 6 p.m. Enjoy it. Tip off on Saturday. Yes, so enjoy the road. And Everyone loves the road, huh? A couple other quick things about the Timberwolves, too. Um, they have one of the top three records in the Western Conference, off to an incredible start. They're only 18th in offense, but they're first in the NBA in defensive rating so far. Mm. One of the things I looked up that was a little surprising to me, especially with Rudy Gobert patrolling the paint and – Carl Anthony Towns is also almost a, basically a seven-footer. They're only 14th in blocks, but that tells me that if you're first in defense and middle of the pack in blocks, that you're doing a really good job of just guarding people. Yeah. And so between Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels, they have two guys that are really dangerous and guys that are maybe not quite on Herb Jones's level as far as in, individual defensively. Oh, exactly. But, I mean, th- this is a team that really does a good job of limiting your your offensive opportunities and like I said best in the league in defense the last couple years they have not had a reputation as being a great defensive team but they've made a big jump in that category so that's something that the Pelicans are going to have to try to counteract on in Saturday's game there's gonna be a lot of pressure on B.I. he is the the new scoring leader for the Pelicans he's averaging uh 22.88 points uh per game so I feel like he's gonna get keyed in on a lot uh, with the lack of floor spacers that we have healthy. Uh, so you're going to need a big uh, B.I. game. Who else do you think is going to need to contribute to uh, kind of keep pace? Yeah, I think along the same lines, I think Jordan Hawkins will probably be pretty important in the yeah, game as well. And uh, coming off a 25-point game against Dallas, he already had a 31-point game um, against Denver. So um, he's been doing it against the best teams in the league. So um, hopefully he'll be able to keep keep that going against the – Nuggets on Friday and then the Timberwolves on Saturday. You know, I love that Jordan Hawkins quote, quote, I don't care about missing. I know the next one is going in. Uh, that That's how I feel every day when I try to smile at the grizzled woman who I buy uh, snacks from in the morning. She never smiles back, but I'm going to keep jacking them up. And one day, one day I'm going to get a grin. I like your attitude, man. You got to stick with it. You yes. got to, you know, if you don't make it right away, if you don't get where you want to be, you just got to keep persevering nope nope i'm trying silly walks i'm trying silly accents goofy smiles nothing yet but we will see one fine day that smile will come but you know what i'm always smiling when you're here jimothy it's been a fun day christian clark in studio uh you in studio uh good pelicans news to talk about i'm I'm full to the brim jim i mean come on this is gonna be some good basketball weekend and most importantly you're happy so if you're happy we're all good here we will talk to you once again on monday with so much to talk about until then thanks for listening to the new orleans pelicans podcast join us three times per week on pelicans.com the pelicans mobile app or you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes We'll see you next time right here.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.